guys, Evan from Jimaware. We're really happy to be supporting Coach Tomato's podcast series once again. For those that don't know, our main product is Jimaware. It's the gold standard for measuring performance and implementing velocity-based training in the weight room. It excels in busy team training environments, and for many coaches, it's the Swiss Army knife of their toolkit. The Jimaware is used for athlete profiling, jump testing, fatigue monitoring, and for listing within velocity zones. The system provides real-time feedback on individual targets, plus it's got an impressive range of leaderboards. Now, for those that are after a VBT device that's affordable, for the individual and for smaller groups, we recently released our new laser-based product, Flex. Importantly, it's been independently validated and proven to be both accurate and reliable. So if you're interested in either product, or you wanna learn more about the velocity-based training and how it can help you as a coach, Check out our website or contact us directly. So in the meantime, we trust you enjoy the Coach DeMayo's podcast, Outside the Rack. The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some fantastic practitioners that are always searching for more. But more what? What are strength and conditioning coaches searching for to better their ability to prepare their athletes? Well, what about cutting edge information? Or a place where you can find different opinions from forward-thinking coaches on what you're doing, how you're doing, and try to get feedback to be better for your athletes? Or what about a place where you'll find like-minded coaches that can provide solid coaching advice and career development for you as you progress through your career as a strength and conditioning professional? Well, this is exactly why we built the Strength Coach Network. You'll have access to exclusive monthly content on top of the sensationally active forum that we have where you can communicate with coaches all over the world to find those answers that you're looking for to help you be a better practitioner for your athletes. So make sure you hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS, that's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS, and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 60th episode of Outside the Rack, brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of GymAware. In this show, we're just going to try to dive a little deeper into the minds of the top practitioners in the world of sport performance to learn a little bit more about who they actually are and how they got to where they are today. Today, we are joined by the San Jose Sharks Director of Strength and Conditioning, Mike Potenza. Mike, thanks for being with us, bud. Thanks for having me. Always love coming on and rapping with you. Yeah, man. Fired up, man. Just super happy to see you. Glad you're doing great. Yeah. So happy to, to get to watch hockey again here of late. It was, you know, yeah, like we were talking they, before. They did great a great product. The bubble. Yeah. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. All of these sports. And we'll get into some more of that later, I'm sure. But before we get too far, brother, who is Mike? Oh, you're really making me dive deep, right? Into into the, my soul here. I'm, I'm a lot of things. I'm, I'm not going to use any four letter words, I guess, to describe myself in this, this show, but I would say as a coach, you know, I, I, what brought me into this field was, you know, I love to teach and I love to make it, you know, the people around me better, you know, the athletes and, um, I, I you know, on my tombstone, I, I want that, you know, I want like my coaching to reflect that I was a team first guy and, and everything that I try to do, emulates that in the, in the gym and, and how I interact with guys. I think when you get to this level, um, you, you, there's a lot of, you know, selfish or, or individual personalities, but you have to come together as a team to get towards that successful point. I mean, you know, there's not a team that was in that bubble that got far in that playoffs that weren't tight. 
their culture wasn't like bulletproof and and guys played for each other you know um i would say i'm a professional who doesn't have all the answers but i love digging up the answers i love interacting and learning and and especially interacting with my peers like yourself and, and guys that you know we call close friends in the field i love that i almost you know i sometimes i'm embarrassed to say i'm proud to say at the same time is that i'm I, my network has really educated me probably more than um, more than some seminars at times, you know, I can call and rap with anybody and talk to them for an hour or two hours and just gain so much knowledge and, and find different places to look that it's, it's great. Um, I'm a friend, uh, you know, I'm a loyal friend, a friend who, who always has your back, you know, a friend who loves seeing the, his, the successes in others, you know, maybe more so than, when, when maybe I make small achievements in, in my life, but I just love to see, you know, a friend do well in whatever they do, you know, life, new baby, get married or, you know, whatever, promotion. Um, and then I would say as a family man, you know, I'm, I'm a blessed, you know, husband, probably because my wife puts up with me, you know, <laughs> but um, she's been an amazing partner and, and we've been on this adventure together now for almost 20 years. And um, she's, she's blessed me with three kids who were the love of my life and, and, they're the most exhausting thing in my life, but you know, their, their ninja skill is that they, they take your soul and take your energy, but then they can give it right back to you in an unbelievably cunning way. But you know, that's, uh, that's what they do. You know, that's awesome though, man. And I've never, I don't know if I've ever heard it said that way. Their ninja skill. Yeah. Yeah. That... <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, and I'm sure too, now that with, you know, school and everything i'm sure that that's a, a different unique sort of uh challenge altogether yeah i'm not traveling so we get more time together we got you know a lot of a lot more play time a lot of a lot of different things to do and taking you know adventures and little trips around this area you know whether it be you know we, we there was so many good parks around here that we never really had a chance to hit up as much as we have now so that would that's been fun you know that's been fun no, man, that's rad. And I'm glad that you're able to take advantage of it. You know, as we continue to go down here, this one actually I'm, I'm really excited about because not only are you a guy who has a really like a great network and a great thought process when it comes to digging and prodding and finding different answers, but you're also a guy who looks in different directions for different things that a lot of other coaches do. You know, like the nutrition stuff that we've talked about is a great example. Yeah. So if you wouldn't mind, describe a learning situation that brought about an epiphany in your career. Yeah. Um, geez, there's, there's a couple I'm going to highlight. One, one was my first whole year in the NHL was an epiphany, you know, coming from college athletics and, and coming from working internships in the private industry. You know, I, I consulted with a lot of guys who were in the league that were, uh, you know, older than me and, and, and had been doing it for a while. And, uh, you know, it was like, well, you know, you don't have a lot of time for stuff. It's going to be a lot of team-based programming and, and like, okay, you know, I, I got it. It sounds like, sounds like, you know, what, what we've always done, you know, and I really learned quickly that that's not the case. Like there was more individualization that had to be done because of a million reasons, injury history, current injury, age, right? I went from an age span of 18 to 22 or from 18 to 22 in college to 18 to 40 
So, and then guys carrying baggage. And then when you start to evaluate, you're like, oh my God, I can't, I can't squat this guy with no ankles, you know, like I can't, you know, a bad spine, I got to find different. So, so, and, and I think you'd appreciate this is like when you climbing up the ranks, you learn to, to, to structure your program for your group so that you can manage them in it as efficiently as possible, right? You can't, I don't think ever I, I heard a, a, an older coach tell me like, oh yeah, you got to individualize everything while you're working in college and coming up the ranks. There's no way. It's almost, we, we learn the opposite, right? And then I get here and I'm like, holy crap. Like I, I really got to have some more individualizations to fit everybody's needs and, and get everything, get everything done. So that was the aha moment for me. Um, but, uh, but it's been fun because then guys know like, all right, he's got my best interest in, at heart and, and what I need to work on. You know, my first combine, was another epiphany because I went, the only combine I knew was the NFL combine and numbers really, really mattered. You know, numbers changed draft position and the numbers were, you know, I don't want to say more than the tape that, that guys watched, but they were, they were of high value, maybe almost just as important as the tape. So I went into that first evaluation after the combine, like I was, you know, determining that this guy sucked because he couldn't jump, you know, 27 inches on a vertical jump. But at the same time, we have a, an amazing director of scouting who's been around the game for a long time and um, old, rough and gruff. And, and I thought he was going to chew my head off, but he was like, Mike, this isn't the NFL combine. Guys are going to play if they can't jump very high because they're highly skilled. And your job is to tell us how long it's going to take to get that guy to jump a 30. I'm like, case in point, got it. I got it completely <laughs> crystal clear now, you know? So we've I've shaped my combine evaluation to to look at the needs of guys and how we are going to get them to that point what's it going to take how many is it is it years is it is it one year you know and, and who's unique like the european guys may not come in as strong and fit as the college hockey players but they have a lot more games played you know so so they're they're almost their metabolic conditioning is almost geared towards having that much that many games played but not as much power development you know so you got to kind of take those things into consideration. And then I would say uh, the, the other big epiphany, we went to the finals in 2016 and um, we lost to the Pittsburgh Penguins, but at the same time, it was an aha moment to say, wow, we got, a, we got some older studs and we don't know how long they're gonna be here for. So who's my next culture? These guys created an amazing culture um, top to bottom, you know, of training and, and of work on the ice and, and um, being good teammates it's like when they're gone because they're going to retire who's going to who's the next wave of guys and and really i tried to focus a lot of my energy on them and and, and pushing them to to buy into not that they already bought in but almost take that next step of being a mentor to guys in the physical area you know i would tell young guys to look at our you know six and seven eight year players the next wave of captains so those were I could probably keep going with a list, but those are the biggest things I know that have, that have, that have jumped out to me. Man, I, I'm going through that last one right now. Like we've got a team that like our starting five, I think each one of them is 22 or 23 years old. And we've got a younger group, like four kids that came in as freshmen. And it's like, finding that balance of being like, we have an opportunity to be good because we have these experienced older guys and letting them be the experienced older guys and then being like, oh dang, they're gonna be gone. So 
right. can we get them to teach these young kids like all of this stuff that they figured out mm-hmm. and has made them successful? Like, how do you build your routine? What are the things that are important when you're thinking about recovery and how you're eating and, you know, how you get prepared for practice every day, what different things there are and how you can establish yourself getting better every day, which these five guys have figured out. So now it's like trying to, you know, let the old dogs teach the young ones these things. And it's, uh, but the, but without being like, let's not worry about how good we could be. Like, you know, like, you guys got to do you still, but how can you help us also with it? That's right. been a really fun challenge. Yeah. We've one example I'll tell you is there was a young, we had a young player and he wasn't scoring, you know, and, and, and he was in a, he was in a rut and, and the player, player I can tell he was frustrated. I'm like, you can't be frustrated until you've done every single thing possible. And, I, and what I mean by that is we have a group of older guys going on the ice 15 minutes before practice and working on things. I'm like, jump in that line with them you know you can you, you know you're going to work out of your game if you're if you're if you're putting in the time you know and those guys are doing it if you take any lesson from them watch them before they go on the ice every single day what time are they up in the gym well the 45 minutes before i'm like okay because we can work on individual things and then we get into our team-based program you know it's those individual it was it's been at least for us it's a lot of like watching the older guys habits too you know, and they, the young guys can take from them, you know, because they've oh, had hundred percent. Yes. One of them have had success or have gotten out of slumps quicker, you know? So. And they've been there. Like they know it. Like right. Right. they're giving you the answer to the test. Like, why would you sit there and be like, no, I'm just going to try to figure it out myself. I'm like, no, here, really, here's the answers. Like take those. Yeah. This is what helped. Yeah. Nice. And it worked. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. what do we know you know yeah i'm just the guy at the weight room mixing the shakes I know. yeah you know, that's all i just sit at the end of the bench put a stool down to smack people yeah. on the ass when they do yeah. things good you know <laughs> Double high five say yeah. yeah you know that's really it well listen man i mean you're a guy mike that's again like i was saying like you you're not afraid to dig you're not afraid to prod and, and go different routes so I mean, I'm really fired up to, to ask if you could ask one question, what would that question be and why? Yeah, this was, a, this was, uh, this is an, this one's interesting. And I think for, for as good as our culture has been, you know, you, you, you get, you keep a core and then you get guys from other teams that, you know, that you, you think can help your team and just make you, make you more dominant. Um, but I really want to know, like, how can, what's the best way to reach the unreachable athlete? You know, whether it's from a training standpoint, whether it's from uh, not buying into a team culture standpoint, right? Um, and, and, and maybe not buying into team tactics, right? Because they've, there's going to be a point, and we've seen, we've seen it, it's like guys have success, they come in, and then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, maybe they're, you know, targeted, you know, tactically by the other team or, or whether the game has changed a little bit, they just, they could hit a wall, you know, and without that work and without them buying into that type of system of creating good habits on and off the ice, you know, without that system, then they're just going to stagnate. Right. So my, my thing is, and and then you have, you have guys who are obviously 
um, have, have strong attitudes and, and, and confident, obviously, but to break through that and get them to buy into an idea of, okay, how do I, how do, how do I get them to work at a high level, you know, because things come easy. That's, that's what I want to, that's what I wish I, I, I knew more about, you know, my, my thing, my, my thing to go to is like, have the hard conversation, you know, have the hard conversation of like, Hey, you're not, you know, pulling the rope within the culture, you know, like this is what our culture is and how we do things and we've had success. Like you've got to become part of that. We start there, you know, but they've been developing a system of that. That's, that's what I'd love to learn more about, you know? Yeah. I think we've all had a, <laughs> and some guys it doesn't work, you know, like, you gotta yeah. be free, right. So it's just like, hmm, you know what? You're not going to fit here. So, you know, you got to agree to disagree. It is what it is, but, mm-hmm. but you can't bring the culture down. So. No, I think that that's an absolutely brilliant question because being able to reach the unreachable would really fix a lot of things mm. or even more so when you know that they're unreachable now kind of removing that is almost as important if not more so you know what i'll share this with you if if you have a guy that's unreachable and you let him continue to or her continue to do their thing you know not following what your team culture is and, and just you know then you lose the respect and you lose your other guys because they want the culture just as much, you know? And, and yeah, they're saying, well, I'm doing it. Why isn't he doing it or she doing it? But it's like, they want that you to uphold that culture with them because they're trying really hard to as well, you know? So, so you almost as a coach owe it to the other players who are really doing a good job of keeping your identity, your team identity, you know, and that person has to come, that person has to come in and join it. So no doubt. No doubt. Well, listen, man, like you're a guy in, in the league, running around, yeah, studying, growing, developing, you know, the family. But how did what's Mike's escape? Like, how do you get back to neutral? Yeah, uh, I've I've appreciated neutral a lot more these days than I have, you know, in the past. You know, uh, you know, when I was in my early thirties, I guess, but you know, I, I really, I, I love playing with the kids, you know, like if we're going out in the yard or, or, you know, where it brings me back to my childhood and, and the neighborhood I kind of was in and we had such a good time, you know, playing games and, and wiffle ball and, and whatever manhunt. And, you know, I can do that with the kids and they love it. Like they just love doing it. And there's those days where I come home and I'm tired and I just want to sit on the couch and then, but they're like, Hey, can we play wiffle ball? And I'm like, yep let's go, you know, and it's, it, it, again, it's one of those times where you're exhausted, but they give you that energy back, you know, um, and, and, I, and it's fun, because then it, I think it's, it's exciting for them, because it's helping their athletic career, because they, they, they've gotten into sports more, I think, because we play a lot at home, you know, um, and, the, you know, the selfish thing that I, my escape is golf, you know, if I could, I could, I really enjoy the, I really enjoy the game. I'm not very good. Believe me, I'm not at all. But if you can get out there with a good group of guys from work or, or you know, um, friends, then it's, it's fun. I just don't have that big chunk of time sometimes, but, you know. No, I'm with you, man. I'm with you on both. Like, it is fun. I'm not good, uh, but it is a good getaway. Uh, there's plenty of people that do what we do that are good, 
Yeah. And I don't want to play with them because well, I also yeah, get yeah. too competitive and get frustrated. But, totally. but nah, man. Well, listen, Mike, man, appreciate your time, brother. This is sensational. And uh, we'll be in touch real soon, my man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Take yeah, care. man. Cheers. Thank you. Right.